Good morning. It's Wednesday, January 10th. Houseplant Appreciation Day. She announced as she looked around the room and realized she had zero houseplants. And now the news. Welcome, everybody, to the first Trump Crime Update Time of the year. Let's play catch up edition. So there is a Trump crime update time, but there was also a tea cut. Do we love that? Do we hate that? There are so many episodes that I think this segment maybe needs a nickname. And then also we should send him to jail so I don't have to keep doing this segment. Anyway, before we can talk about what happened yesterday, which does actually have to get talked about, we have to talk about a few things that led up to it. A few of which happened over that glorious three-week break that I took. As we all know, and saw, and heard, after Trump lost the 2020 election, he worked hard to first try and scam the government into just creating fake election results and giving him an election that he didn't win. And then when that didn't work, by like a fraction of a hair, by the way, so let's not pretend we can relax because his coup didn't work. It just only barely didn't work. Um, But after that, he then incited a deadly riot at our nation's capital in hopes of overturning the election results that way. And if it didn't overturn the results, well, it would at least leave our nation in such shambles that there would be no clear way forward. And since he's already the president, you know, the, the best thing to do, I guess, would just be to make him the president forever. That's not me saying that. That was the thought process. And that's not hyperbole. This is a real thing. We watched it happen and then we learned more about it through witness testimony from people that were there. So we're all caught up. We all remember January 6th. Now, an insurrection is defined as, quote, an act or instance of revolting against civil authority or an established government. And if you think back to January 6th or just press Rewind a little bit on this podcast. Uh, It's pretty clear that that is what that is. But to be clear, Trump has not been charged with insurrection. He's charged with a lot of things, including federal and state election stealing crimes. But insurrection is a tough one to charge historically. Though some of his doofus followers have received that same charge for their actions that were inspired and instigated by Trump on January 6th. But I digress. The point is, no He has not been charged with insurrection. And because he has not been charged with insurrection, and because he is also a natural-born citizen of the United States who is over 35 years old and has also been a resident of the United States for 14 years or more, he is technically eligible to run for president. Run and lose, my guy. So we've got all that. But here's the thing. States, states also get to decide things about their elections, their own elections, not national elections, their elections. For example, North Dakota doesn't have voter registration. That's their state law. And in Maine, the Secretary of State has a new law. No being on the primary ballot in 2024 if you have done insurrection crimes. And thus, over the holiday break, Maine became the first state where the Secretary of State refused to let Trump be on the ballot because of January 6th. Now, it's tricky because, again, he has not been charged with the crime. But on the other hand, he did it. (laughs) 
it. And the main secretary of state is just using, you know, rational thought here. And and states get to decide their own election rules. So as of right now, Trump is not on the primary ballot in Maine. He's also not on the Colorado ballot for that same basic reason. Hey, man, don't do insurrection crimes. But in that state, it's because a judge ruled that he is ineligible. And in both cases, obviously, those decisions are being appealed. So that's Maine. That's Colorado. And then in 17 other states, suits have been filed to keep him off the ballot. But those suits have not yet been resolved. Other states have had the same thing happened, and then those cases were resolved and Trump was able to stay on the ballot. We're talking about 17 additional states where suits have been filed to keep him off the ballot and they have yet to be resolved. So this is like a this is a big question and it needs to be answered conclusively, not just because Trump should never be the president again, but because a whole political party is just joyriding on over to fascism. And so these decisions are going to have immediate consequences and also far reaching consequences, which means and I know we hate this. I know we but this is the only choice we have. So we got to be we got to just be so brave. The Supreme Court is going to need to step in again. I am sorry, but hey, let's not time travel here. Let's live right now in January where it's cold and windy just for a bit. The court understands that this is an urgent manner and they will begin hearing arguments on February 8th. So just about a month from now. And that'll hopefully set them up to have a decision by March 5th, a.k.a. Super Tuesday, which is when the largest number of delegates get got. That's not the first primary election of the year. The first primary election of the year is Iowa's Republican caucus next week on the 15th. So yeah, the court needs to hustle up with their decision here. Unfortunately, this is kind of the only thing that we can do. They have to look at this. Meanwhile, while the court is going to be hearing this case and making their decision, uh, Trump is also going to try and find a workaround for the many other election-stealing crimes consequences that he is facing. Which is why, on Tuesday, see, remember, I was like, there are things that happened this week to talk about for Trump crime update time, but first we need backstory. Yesterday, on Tuesday, Trump faced a three-panel judge at the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit, and he went in in hopes of having the court simply give him complete immunity in his federal election crimes case under the guise that he was president. And as president, you should just be able to do anything without consequence, which is a wild thing to suggest in general. But it's especially wild when you've already been impeached twice, so you've already gotten consequences. Don't sweat it, the judges, all of whom were women, because who else is going to save democracy? Men have done enough damage. Did not seem poised to side with his immunity excuse. A ruling is expected soon, and presumably his federal election stealing crimes case will then move forward. Be prepared. This one will also be headed to the Supreme Court, I presume. We all kind of presume. But again, he's trying to argue that presidents should literally have immunity for anything. So while historical bad man Clarence Thomas will likely love it, this feels like a tough sell overall. And while all of that is happening, bomb threats last week 
caused evacuations at state capitol buildings across the country and swatting attempts, which is where someone calls the police and reports a crime serious enough that the SWAT team needs to show up, have taken place against Judge Chutkin, who's overseeing Trump's federal election crimes case, Jack Smith, a.k.a. Coach Beard, and others, which include, because I try and report the full story, even when I... Okay. Uh, I should note that a swatting attempt also took place against Marjorie Taylor Greene over the holidays. Now, swatting is wrong. It's very dangerous. It's, it's, I'm not sticking up for the person that did it. I'm just saying, like, maybe don't be a white supremacist and people will be less... You know what? Whatever. You know I'm going with this. Anyway, the point is, I'm just reporting the facts. All of this to say... It all stays in. All of this to say, it's going to be a year, friends. Let's get through it together. And please, I am begging you, check your voter registration. That's it. That's the news. The fifth GOP debate is tonight. I truly can't watch these anymore. It is DeSantis versus Haley, since no one else made the cut except for Trump, who has no reason to attend these things. So DeSantis versus Haley. Those are the people that you're going to hear talk the most. So I, I, I'm probably not going to watch. Let's just call it what it is. Anyway, I'm proud of plants. Some of them are real survivors. I'm also proud of, listen, I'm always proud of them, but you know, two people who are really great with plants, Andrea Barber and Zaz. They are great with plants. Great with me. Two things that require patience and more water than they usually take in. So we appreciate it. But more than bitter sweet chocolate, because it's also bittersweet chocolate day, and I'm no dummy, because you're not bitter. You're just sweet. I'm proud of you. <laughs>